title of this is Thirsty. I think you'll get a a real good clue of where we're going to go with this in just a few minutes with the title being Thirsty. If you would stand up with me, we're going to read John 4, 13 and 14 together. I apologize for the, uh, you know, sometimes computers, they kind of have the mind of their own. Has anybody figured that, that out? All of a sudden, in the beginning of worship, our computers freeze and it's like, well, here we go. Hope you know the words, but they do do that sometimes, and I don't know. It's like, it's like the devil gets in there. We're going to freeze it right in the beginning of the gathering. So uh, if you'll read this with me on three, John 4, 13, and 14, on the count of three, here we go. One, two, three. Jesus answered and said to her, we'll thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing forth into everlasting life. Amen. You can be seated. I want you to notice something there. A little play on words this morning, but I think it's very, very, I would say that every word of God is very, very vital and very important, wouldn't you? Every tittle, every word. Uh, Say this with me, this water Say this with me, the water. water. Jesus is talking about this water. Jesus is talking about the water. Drink from this well, you'll thirst again. Drink from this world's well, you'll thirst again. Drink from this water, you'll thirst again. If you drink from this heroin, you're going to thirst again. If you drink from this lust, this porn, you're going to thirst again. If you drink from just this relationship, you will thirst again. If you drink from him, you're going to thirst again. If you just drink from your job, you're going to thirst again. If you just drink from this college, you're going to thirst again. If you just drink from this degree, you're going to thirst again. If you just drink from this book, not the Bible, but another book, you're going to thirst again. If you just drink drink from making this next million, you're going to thirst again. If you just drink this greed, you're going to thirst again. Whatever this is, whatever this world is, whatever this world's well is, whatever this water is, if you only drink from this water, he's talking about for her it is a liquid water i'm not just talking about a liquid water i'm talking about any water this morning i'm talking about any fountain other than jesus if it's this say this with me this if it's this water whatever it may look like it could look like a bong it could look like this car it could look like my next house this job this next relationship this hooking up on the internet whatever this water is whatever this well is if it's this and if it's not the if it's this and if it's not the i want to let you know this if you drink only from this you will thirst again you can't drink from this and not get thirsty again you will thirst again from this water the wells of the water that that this world offers if it's only this water you're gonna thirst Now, I know we're all looking like nice little Christians, all dressed up in the church this morning and so forth and so on. But I got news for you. You can come to church and look really nice, look really religious, and still drink from this water. God wants to challenge us today that we're not just drinking from this water, but we're drinking from the water. Drink, that word, it means to receive into the soul what serves to refresh, strengthen, nourish it unto 
life eternal. And I want to let you know there is no this water out there that will refresh. It may refresh you for a temporary time, but I want to let you know you'll go back to the water of heroin or to the water of crack or the water of wheat or the water of greed. It doesn't matter because this water only lasts a certain amount of time. And then Jesus started talking about the water. Say that with me, the water. Jesus says, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. I was really challenged with this week when I was reading, you know, the code red, the living words of Jesus Christ and, and how you can get away from the water into this water. And it's easy to go back to the waters of this, this well, the world, what the world has to offer, so forth and so on. And I, I think the Holy Spirit just challenged, challenged me big time that no matter what, I mean, this water can be a hobby. This water can be a degree, all kinds of different things that you can go to in order to get this water. But I'm going to tell you right now, this water will only, sin, it will only leave you high and dry and thirsty unless you get it from the water. There is a water and there is the water and there is uh, this water. How many of you remember the commercial? It was a soul car. Remember the soul, how many, anybody drive a soul car? Somebody, there was a commercial of this little green soul car, and it had this really cool kind of gangster rats. I would say mice, mice, they were too big for mice. Y'all remember the little gangster rats? And it starts out like this, this or that, this or that, this or that, this or that, this or that. This or that. You can have this or you can have that. You, and they're just out there just gangster rats. They're just all into it. And it, it was all about this cool car. I, I like the name of the car, Soul. Green Soul Car. And it would be like they would point to the Soul Car. You can have this. Or they would point to like a dryer. Driving in a dryer. Or you can have that. Or you can have this, and they were really, really, really cool. Well, that's where I'm headed today is that you can have this or that, this or that, this or that. You can drive around in this cool soul car, or you can try to drive around in your dishwasher. <laughs> you can come to this water, or you can come to the water. And don't, don't, don't be fooled for a minute just because you're born again, filled the Holy Spirit, that you can't go back to this water any moment, any time of your life. God gives this thing called choice, and you can go to this water any time. But God wants us daily to come to the water, and he's challenging this lady about this water and about that water, this water, that water, John 14, 15. And I know it's a play on words, but go with me just for a minute. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. She wanted something that was eternal. Hey, if we can get some type of water, we never thirst again. I mean, it sounds really amazingly cool. But when she says that, Jesus doesn't directly address her. He goes through the back door, and I begin, I think, begins to minister her in the deepest painful part 
of her life, I believe he begins to minister, minister to her about the wells that she had been tapping into. She doesn't, he doesn't go through the front door. Listen to what Jesus says through the back door. Remember, she's asking for this living water. And Jesus said to her, verse 16, if you've got your Bibles, make sure you're with me this morning. John 4, we're in John 4 most of the time. This is John 16, 4, 16. It says, Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. I think this is really cool because Jesus begins to immediately go to her well. What's her well? The place that she had been drawing from. The place that she had been draining. The place that she had been pulling from was relationship. The well of looking for love in all the wrong places, okay? Now, now there's a lot of wells out there this well that is not evil it's not sinful there's a lot of wells out there this wells that are sinful and but there's a lot of wells out there that are good how many know marriage is good he's he, he i think he's addressing her well there, there there's nothing wrong with 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 a hobby and so forth and so on but there is no woman and no man no relationship no hobby no degree nothing that can, can sustain you like the the well of jesus christ of the water that jesus is talking about anybody ever heard the word codependency before how many of you can be a christian and have a really whacked out crazy marriage right or relationships why? Because we start going to that well and instead of the well from Jesus Christ. When you try to get things out of people or jobs or money or cars or houses or anything that this world has to offer, if you try to go there to get what you can only get from Jesus, I'm going to tell you right now, it'll get sideways and you'll get jacked up. This or that, this or that. You can have this or you can have that. And when I say that, I mean the codependency. Listen to the definition of that for a minute. Excessive. Say that with me, excessive. Excessive. Emotional or psychological reliance on a part, partner. Excessive. You're going to this well. She's my well. He's my well. Typically, one who requires support of an illness or addiction. And there's nothing wrong with giving somebody support coming out of an illness or addiction. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when it's excessive and when it becomes this well instead of Jesus Christ. Jesus, he's got this woman's number. Yeah, there's a whole story of her being a Samaritan and her being a woman and her, you know, Jesus happened to go to Samaria. There's a whole story behind it, but I want to just see and look at the well this morning, the water, and challenge us. If you draw drink from human being wells, you will run that well dry. Look what Jesus, he addresses, I think, the wells that she had been going to. Look at verse 17, 18. 
The woman said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you have, I love this right here, well said. I have no husband for you have had five husbands and the one whom you have now is not your husband. And that you spoke truly. You see, he's speaking to her wells because five wells she's had and she's still thirsty. Now she's on number six, number six well. And guess what? She is still thirsty because no well of this world will satisfy you. What well are you drinking from today? JLG, I'm sitting in church, man. I'm looking good. I got my Sunday clothes on. Of course I'm drinking from Jesus. There's something about Christianity that you always, I'll bring you back to. You got to keep it real. This is not about religion. It's not about putting on a good face and putting on the right clothes. And we have all the actions down. We know how to worship. We know how to look good. We know, but Jesus wants us, me and you, every one of us to keep it real. Look at your neighbor right there and say, keep it real. So what well are you drinking from? Is it this or is it the? Is it this or is it the? Is it this or that? This or that? This or that? You can have this or you can have that. Which well are you drinking from this morning? I'm not saying that, like I said, all wells are bad. Marriage is great. I have a wonderful, wonderful, amazing, beautiful wife. But I'm going to tell you right now. My wife does not produce the living water that only comes from Jesus Christ. If I try to go to her for that, or she tries to come to me for that, or you try to go to anything in the world, doesn't matter what it is, I want to let you know, any relationship, you will drain that well, and you have to dig deeper than that. We want to have this beautiful, beautiful living water, but we're only willing to go surface. On the surface, a little swamp water. Yeah, most people in the Northwest, they don't know really it was swamp water. Me being from South Carolina, swamp water. Anybody ever been around swamps before? You, you know, kind of, you, you don't want to just be drinking on some swamp water or standing water. We have to go deep, deep, deep. All other wells that you drink from is only a temporary satisfy or satisfaction it's a temporary source. You will thirst again. She will leave you thirsty. He will leave you thirsty. I don't care that you found her on she's hot.com. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know the name of them. She's I don't know what it's called. What are they called? Come on, don't, don't be playing that with me right there, yo. I've met with people that you got hooked up with somebody on the internet. Come on. <laughs> and I know they got all the perfect stuff and the perfect match and all the. My point is that he or she will leave you thirsty. Your job will leave you thirsty. Your ministry. Your ministry. Your ministry. That well will leave you thirsty. 
It has to be the well of Jesus Christ. You need to hear that today because all of a sudden it's like, man, that person's busy working at Father's Market. Praise God. Please do. City groups, this, that, and other thing, and all of a sudden they're thirsty because there's only one place that we can get this living water that I'm talking about today. It's only one place, you guys. you got to keep it real. You have to have a real flourishing fountain of life relationship with Jesus Christ. There is no other place. The career will leave you thirsty. Sin will definitely leave you thirsty. High and dry thirsty. Uh, the dude will leave you thirsty. Uh, just fill in the blank. What, what's your blank today? It will leave you thirsty unless it's Jesus Christ. I, I tell you what, addiction left me thirsty. I, I, I just couldn't get a, anybody ever been addicted to anything in this room right here? And you can't tell lies on Sunday. Come on, somebody. I guess you can. Addiction left me high and dry and absolute. You, you go to that well. By the way, that well will also poison you. I remember, you know, I started steroids as a, a, a young man. And, you know, in the beginning, like probably most addictions, it just started out with a little bit. And then all of a sudden, it goes from a little bit to, oh, you know what? Uh, that, that well's drying out. I, I think I'm going to stack them now. And if you don't know what stacking is, it's taking, uh, you know, two or three different kinds or four different kinds. I'm going to stack them. And you, you, you go from a little to stacking to like, wow, that well is running dry again. I think I'm just going to. And it, by the way, you would take cycles and you'd six weeks on, six weeks off, a little bit, there a bit, stack. And then it's like, you know what? I just need to stay on them all the time. I just need to stay on them all the time. And then I, I think I probably OD'd on them one time because I got sick of the dog. I remember going to the infirmity uh, at the college and standing outside the doors of the infirmity thinking, just standing there by myself thinking, man, I'd like to go in there and, and maybe get some help. But I walked away and stayed on them. Why? Because... Whatever your blank is today, it will leave you thirsty. Whatever your fix is, it will leave you thirsty. All of a sudden, you think it's going to quench it? I got news for you. It might quench it for a minute. And then all of a sudden, you'll be thirsty again. Jeremiah 2.13 says this. Jeremiah 2.13. For my people have done two evil things. Number one, they've abandoned me. How many of you know that's not a good thing? We should not, you know, we, we, we kind of play it off. The Bible spells it out pretty all up in your grill. This is evil. If you abandon me, the Bible calls it evil. Amen. We shouldn't do that. But then number two, it goes on to say, they have abandoned me, the fountain of living water. He was the fountain in John 4. He's the fountain in Jeremiah. 
Jesus is always the fountain from Genesis to Revelation. If you go anywhere else, whatever your cute little this well is, I got news for you. You will thirst. Look what it says, and they've done. Number two, and they have dug for themselves whatever your well is, whatever your cistern is. They have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. It kind of rolls through. You dug it, your cisterns, you've abandoned God, you roll through. And I'm not saying that you've abandoned God. I'm, I'm saying that it's easy to dig cisterns. I have dug cisterns that are cracked, that holds how much water? No water at all. If your cistern's not holding any water, I want to let you know you will thirst again. That cistern, you know, that it substitutes for living water. What are you drinking? What are you digging? Since Adam and Eve, it happened in the garden. They went to this well instead of that well. They went to this instead of that. You can have this, or you can have the fruit. You can have this, or you can have that. You can have this, or you can have that. They ate, all both of them, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose in their life. And in the world today, we still suffer from that, that, this well to this day. And since then, I believe that every human being on the face of the earth, I don't care how much money they have. If you look, you'll find out really quickly among movie stars and those who have lots of money, have you seen that that's not the answer? Popularity and that, 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 that's just not the answer. But you'll see that every human being on the face of the earth, they have what I call a hole in their heart or their soul. And we try to fill that hole with this. Going to fill it with this. Going to fill it with this. Going to fill it with this. And it, it, like I said, it can temporarily fill it. But I want to let you know it's only for a minute. That cistern is broken. It doesn't hold water. You can't fill it. And it will leave you unsatisfied. Now, how many of you know that satisfaction, being satisfied is a beautiful thing? How many, how many of you agree with that? How many of you were satisfied after eating Thanksgiving meal? How many of you felt like just eating another turkey after Thanksgiving meal? You're, not, you're like, I am totally satisfied right now. All the ham and potatoes and turkey and dessert satisfied. You know, there's something beautiful about being satisfied, and it only comes through Jesus Christ. I love, by this time, you know that if you've been around at part of the City Church, you know I like one songwriter named Bob Dylan. I just think he's got a kind of a cool, I like strange voices like Bob Dylan, like Willie Nelson. And he sings this song called Satisfied Man. It goes something like this. How many times have you heard someone say, if I had his money, I'd do things my way. Mm, but little they know, mm, it's so hard to find. One man in ten with a satisfied mind. Mm, 
Once I was waiting in fortune and fame, everything that I dreamed of to get started life's game. But suddenly it happened. I lost every dime, but I'm richer by far with a satisfied mind. Mm. <laughs> you like my hoons? Let me finish it. When my life is over and my time has run out, my friends and my loved ones, I'll leave, there's no doubt. But one thing's for certain, when it comes my time, I'll leave this old world with a satisfied mind. It's a beautiful way to leave this old world. It's a beautiful way to leave this world by drinking of the well instead of this well. You can have this, or you can have that. You can have this, or you can have that. You can have this, or you can have that. The water, the well. Paul was a satisfied man. He ran the good race. He finished the race, so forth and so on. He says this in Philippians 4, 11 and 12. Not that I was ever in need, but I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. Isn't that beautiful? To be content with whatever I have. Wow. When you're content with whatever you have, I'm going to tell you right now, you're drinking from the well. You're drinking from the well, yo. You're drinking from the well, yo. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, and let me just say this, you know what his secret was? He drank from the well. He drank from the well. He drank, he let this well go, and he chose the well. He let this water go, and he chose the water, the water unto eternal life. John 4, 10 says, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew, listen to this, if you knew the gift of God and who it was, says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Say that word with me, living. It's pretty much exactly what you think it is. In the Greek, living is live, be alive, quick, lively. It also means breath. It also means, listen to this, be among the living not lifeless, not dead. How many of you want to be among the living? Among the living. I think Jesus wants you to be fully alive. Say that with me, fully alive. Every place that the enemies come in to rip you off through a broken relationship, through some type of traumatic event in your life, whatever's turned you to some addiction, Whatever it is, if it's, it's, if, it's, if it's, you know, so many addictions, they get a lot of talk in church. If it's crack or heroin or, you know, so porn, what have you. But there's other addictions that's more accepted. Like, for example, you can be addicted to food. You know, the Bible speaks of that, don't you? You know that? Gluttony? Gluttony? And so all these different things... We look to Jesus wants 
you to be fully alive. He wants to take the living water, this, this, this living water that he speaks of, and go into those areas of our heart and those areas of our life so that we're fully alive. He wants to bring this healing water, this, this water that everything it touches, it brings life. It brings fruit. Revelation talks about it. This living water to enter those dark areas of our heart, to pull down strongholds, areas of our mind, areas that we have been abused. Someone else have hurt us. We've hurt ourselves. He wants those areas to be touched, to be fully alive. Look at the second portion of that verse. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain. Say that word with me, fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. That, that fountain, that fountain that, that, that he speaks of is a, a gushing, it's a fount, it's a source, it's a supply, it, it, it is a fountain, it is a well. Say this word with me. I, I think of it as this way, perpetual. Say that with me, perpetual. What does perpetual mean? It means never ending or changing. All of a sudden, we got touched by the, the, the great affection of Jesus Christ and his love when we got born again and our life is new. And all of a sudden, you can kind of, the world will seep in. And before you know it, it's like struggling with the old past. I want to let you know there's a perpetual fountain that comes from the throne of God. There's a river that makes glad the city of God. There's this living water that Jesus wants to perpetually touch your life with where it's not a, it's not a Sunday well. It's not, a, it's not a Saturday night well, but it's a Monday morning well. It's a Tuesday well. It's a Wednesday night well. It's a Thursday well. It's a Friday well. He wants a relationship with you where you're tapping into this living water, this perpetual ongoing. Back in South Carolina, where I was raised a lot of my life, if we got about an inch or two of snow, it's like, it's like the whole world stopped. It's like they didn't know what to do with snow and with ice and with frozen and with cold. You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow. It's like, what was cool is that we got out of school. But it was like, wow. You know, the way I was raised is like, if it's snowing, man, it's like, wow. We, we, everything shuts down. Well, sometimes our well would freeze because that's what it did in South Carolina. It just wasn't prepared for cold weather. My Granddaddy would go out there with a, you know, propane and he unfreezable. But if our electricity was off, because sometimes with in that part of the area, when it's snowy, it becomes icy. And ice, you know, the pine trees are falling and breaking electric lines down. And then there's no electricity. And we would have sometimes electricity, no electricity for a, a long time. And so we'd go to this place across from this little grocery store across the road. And there was an artesian well. Anybody ever been around an artesian well? And it just flowed kind of out of this pipe, out of the ground. It just on, no matter if you needed it or not, it was flowing. It was there. It, it wasn't controlled by electricity or weather or if it was hot or cold. It was, it was just there. And Jesus, it's kind of like that, that artesian well that is flowing for you. But guess what? You have to go to it. You can go to this or you can go to that. You can choose this, or you can choose that. You can do this, or you can do that. But the, the living water is flowing for you and I. Numbers 
21.17 says this. The Israelites sang this song. Spring up, O well. Yes, sing its praises. God wants you to have an ongoing connection with this, this water, this, 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 this living water. Which, you know, the, the, word, live, the, the word water in the, in, the, in the Greek is kind of unique. It's spelled H-Y-D-O-R. And when I looked at it, think about that word for H-Y-D-O-R. And then I started thinking, you know, it looks like hydros, but it's not. It's really pronounced huidor. And so, but it made me think so many people go to hydros instead of the living water, the huidor. You know, if you have a, a serious problem and you need that, I understand. But sometimes it continue, that addiction continues. We have to go to the well instead of to just this. So I want to close with this. I've got to land this plane. How, how do I get this huidor? How do I get this living water? I mean, jail, obviously, it's not real water. So, so exactly what is Jesus talking about? And how do I get it? And, and I, I want to talk about that in closing right now. If you knew the gift of God and who it was who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked. Say that word, word with me, ask. I think that's a, a very good place to start. That's what I do, asked. God, I want to be connected with the hose from heaven, man. I want to be connected with the living water. God, give me the living water. I need that water, not this. But that, I don't need this. I need the water. Ask. I think we're so used to going through McDonald's and just give me a happy meal. Hallelujah. Five minutes. And God might want you to dig a little bit. He might want you to ask a little bit. He might want you to knock a little bit. He might want you to wait a little bit. And just a few chapters later in John 7, code red in living color, look what Jesus says. Because you can start to see what is this living water? On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out. And that cried out is like a, a raven kind of making, you know, a, however, a, just a cry out. He's, he wants to get people's attention. He's, he's crying out. He's like, check this out. And he says this, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit. The Spirit. I think you need to recognize he didn't leave us orphans, but there is the Holy Spirit that's with us today, right now, in this place. There was a temple in the Old Testament and then there was the outer courts, and then there was, there, there, there was a holy, and then there was the holy of holies. And then there was a, 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 like this big curtain that separated us from the presence of God. And when Jesus died on the cross, guess what? That curtain was ripped from the top to the bottom. Why? Because that what separated us from God, we can walk right into now. You can walk right into that, that which is of the Spirit. He wants to fill you. 
He wants you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit where there's this perpetual, perpetual relationship, a perpetual living water flowing out of you, growing and flowing out of your being. You are the temple of what? Come on, church. Temple of the Holy Spirit. Recognizing that. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, who those believing in him would receive the Holy Spirit, was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And then we see in Acts 2, Jesus ascended before Acts 2, but then the Holy Spirit descended. And the whole church all, say that word with me, all, it wasn't just for those on the front row or those in the middle row or those on the side or for this denomination or that denomination. All, all were filled with the Holy Spirit. You know what I think the American church needs? More Holy Spirit. Do you know what I think you need and I need? I'll put myself right in it. More Holy Spirit. I want to go to the well instead of just this well, Holy Spirit, honoring him, focusing on him. You know, Jesus talked about if a son asked his father for some bread or egg, he wouldn't give him a scorpion, right? Pertaining to the Holy Spirit. He would give him the Holy Spirit. So I leave you with this today that would you ask would you hunger? Would you dig a little bit? Would you just not go through the McDonald's line? Just microwave. Would you dig? Would you dig for this, this living water? I can't ask for you. I can't hunger for you. I can't dig for you. I, I, it's got to be something that we decide to do individually. Jesus, I can have this or I can have that. I'm going to go to that, the living water.